1: Well, it's exciting. It's, center, it's time for Center Stage. And the bottom line is that it's all about arts and entertainment. We want you to know all about it. There is so much going on in the great state of Minnesota. My goodness, you, you, you haven't been able to get out enough to see enough. Um, so it's really amazing what uh, Minnesota is doing. Our next guest, our first guest, I should say, for the 9 o'clock hour is Sierra Bernal. Now, she is the founder and director of an, of a company called Dance City. Okay, now it's interesting because Sierra, as the founder, you would look at this group and they have worked so hard and have won. We're going to talk about, you know, the accolades that they are getting and so much more. But wow, what a challenge it has been for the founder. Sierra Bernard joins us right now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, Sierra? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me it's a big deal isn't it it's a big deal what has happened to these girls and i can't wait for you to share with us tell us
2: so my name is sierra like you said and i am the director of dance city a north minneapolis dance studio and we were been around since 2015. um part of the work that we do is providing safe spaces for young black girls to learn grow and be free Um, We just came back from Las Vegas, the Star Power Talent Competition, and we came back national champions. So proud of them. They worked so hard and just grateful to be here to share about Dance City.
1: Were they the only troupe um, uh, of color at that big event in Vegas?
2: We were not the only group of color. We were the only black group, but there were other Um, nationalities there. There was a Hmong group, there was a um, Mexican group, but black group, we were the only.
1: Wow. I'm just excited that it was so multi, you know. It's amazing when these girls come together and then you actually see that these children could go on and really do great things. And it was proven while you were in Vegas. Tell us about the big event and what happened.
2: Yes. So while we were in Vegas, um, we were competing against over a hundred other groups. And, you know, the girls work extremely hard throughout the year. They have been um, practicing and getting ready for Vegas for months now. So we get down there, we see all these phenomenal groups from the West Coast, different dancers that have different experiences from our girls. Dance is really their life. Like they they perform on Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. So for my girls to be able to compete against girls like that was amazing. You know, they went down, they put everything on the stage, left it on the stage. And when they said that we won first place, not only in our category, but first place overall, it was amazing. Everyone was just screaming, you know, just so excited because their hard work had paid off.
1: What has been remarkable for me uh, as I read your story is that These uh, young people needed so much. And all of a sudden, a lot of our leaders started really saying, hey, let us help, you know. Um, And I was surprised to hear that and excited to hear that. Tell us about some of the people that really stepped in to make sure that those girls could get to Vegas.
2: You know, we are extremely blessed to have met Patty Webb, who has opened so many doors for us. Um, we met her while the girls were fundraising. We were doing a a fundraiser at Cup Foods, Bagging Groceries. And, you know, the the girls asked to bag Hattie's groceries. And ever since then, she has just been a part of our team, helping us really brand ourselves and grow and do amazing things. She helped us start a GoFundMe. And, you know, when we did start the GoFundMe, we literally, the community just rallied behind us and we raised $26,000 in six days. Um, that's amazing. It, it was literally. And it was, you know, money that was spent to give my dance parents a break. You know, we covered everyone's flight in the hotel to Vegas. Because my, my parents work hard, and a lot of them are single moms. And they deserve, you know, a break. And some of them have more than one dancer. So that's, you know, three flights or four flights they would have had to pay for and it was covered. Um, so we're just extremely grateful. Also, we pushed for peace and WW protection um, amongst some other local organizations that donated and helped us get to Vegas. And just so grateful for the outpour of love and appreciation um, and support from the community helping these talented young girls win national championships.
1: I was so excited to read that the mayor, uh, Jacob Fry, uh, really was trying to support as well as Senator Amy Klobuchar and uh, Ilhan Omar, the congresswoman, who gave a proclamation on the floor of the U.S. Congress in D.C. What was her proclamation? Did it state something? I mean, when you heard about it, did you say that's exactly what I wanted to hear?
2: I mean, I was so shocked. I would have never in a million years thought that they would be speaking about Dance City in Washington, D.C. This, you know, this this group from the North Side, but we were just so honored to hear that they were proud of us, were representing the North Side, and they were honoring us. It It was amazing, and it just shows that when you are doing something that you love, you're passionate about it, you're doing things from your heart, good things will follow and these girls deserve the world. And I'm just so grateful that people are taking notice and giving them the love and the support they deserve.
1: Well, the way I found out about it um, very recently was with Miss Hattie, Hattie Webb, and um, she was telling me all about it. And she said, "Geraldine, these girls work so hard and the struggle of it all. And look at what they accomplished. They won. They won. They came home with the trophy, right? Yes that's huge that's huge okay so let's talk about what exactly have you been teaching to the children what types of dances
3: yeah so
2: we teach ballet jazz tap hip-hop lyrical contemporary modern we we do everything it's super important for these girls to be versatile so they can go in any space and thrive um so, yeah, we, the category that we won in first place in overall in Las Vegas was, of course, hip-hop. I feel like that's just something that, you know, the girls do naturally. And they went on stage and just, you know, they they showed who they were.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that we need to see who they are, right? We always need to see that. So now here comes the great part. Um, you wrote about North High School and how important it has been to this dance troupe. Tell us the story of how you have been through in and out of this understanding and this relationship, but it looks like it's turning out well.
2: Yes, I am an alumni of North High and, you know, North has always had um, the arts and communications program within the school. And so when I started Dance City and I was looking for a space to have practices, I instantly thought of North because they've always had a beautiful dance space. They have been so amazing to us. They are, I literally feel like we're a partnership. They allow us a safe space for girls. We don't have to worry about anybody just walking in there. You know, the principal, Miss Mari Friesleben, she has been so supportive and so phenomenal for the girls. We did at one point have our own space on West Broadway. But, you know, Broadway has always been very busy, but I think after the pandemic, it just was a different type of busy, and it just wasn't a good fit for us. Um, And I just wanted to make sure that we were in a space that was welcoming and safe for the girls. And so North welcomed us back with open arms. I'm forever, forever grateful to North High.
1: Why is it so difficult um, for children of color, dancers of color, uh, to find a space to just, you know, be able to rehearse and do what they do? Why is that a big challenge?
2: It's hard because I think people think, oh, you just need an open space. And you do, but you also have to build it. You have to have the mirrors. You have to have the ballet bar. You have to have the right flooring to support the knees and the joints. And I wish there were more spaces in the community that um, were open to us. You know, the Cow Center downtown Minneapolis on Hennepin they have dance space and whenever we're not able to be at North because they're out of school, we use that space. Um, but there are spaces in the community. I just don't think that they're as accessible as they should be. Um, And it's unfortunate because it's our, it's our community, you know, it's in walking distance from a lot of these girls' homes, and they should be able to walk to a community space, be able to use the space, be safe, be creative, be free. Um, I think it would be amazing to create more spaces like that. And, you know, I think it would change lives within the community.
1: Yeah. You know, Craig Rice, uh, who has been, um, uh, you know, an avid supporter of film, uh, films here in the great state of Minnesota and beyond. And he um, has been working on a new video of the team, which will um, you'll use that for marketing and fundraising, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, so now you are still fundraising for the next thing because you guys are going to New York in October, right?
2: Yeah, so we have great plans to visit the Alvin Ailey Theater in New York City. I want the girls to, you know, see more. They did an amazing job in Vegas. They came home champions from Vegas. I want them to be able to go to, you know, be able to go in any space and drive. So we're planning on going to New York City to Alvin Ailey and then Los Angeles to Debbie Allen Dance Academy. Um, because they deserve it and we are so grateful for the outpour of love and support that helped us get to Vegas and we're hoping that the community rallies behind us again to get these amazing dancers between New York City and Los Angeles.
1: Oh there's so much more that we I wish we had time to talk about but congratulations to you Ciara. It is remarkable what has done been done with the, the group and I look forward to learning more about you both. Uh, you know you as the leader, the founder and uh, the children. I can just imagine how many children are standing in line going me, me, my my turn, my turn. <laughs> so congratulations and uh, be blessed, honey. Be blessed. Thank be you, grateful. So. All right. Thanks, Sierra. That is Sierra um, Berna, and she is the founder and director. We'll be back Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. And of course, the first one we're, I mean, the second one we're doing now is Mary Strand. She is uh, releasing her very first album called Golden Girl. And Mary worked closely with Ryan Smith of Soul Asylum. Yes, and the Melismatics and uh, Mark Wade of the Melismatics and producing her first album. I'm so excited to have you join us, Mary Strand. Welcome. How are you? Thank you so
3: much. I'm, I'm great and even greater talking to you.
1: Okay, here's the thing. Golden Girl is the work of Minneapolis-based lawyer turned novelist turned musician. That's you. Just knowing that you are all of that and you have time to do an album, you are an awesome woman. You are an awesome woman. (laughs) I was so happy (laughs) to read that. How did you do it all and get this album out? How did you do it all?
3: Well, I don't practice law anymore. Um, I always joke that I got so good that I don't have to practice. Um, that's kind of a lawyer joke. Sorry, but then I, I did start writing novels, and I am a novelist still. And and then I started getting into music, kind of slowly, um, you know, step after step after step. And then it all just happened. First, I joined, um, I took some guitar lessons, and then I joined um, bands at Twin Town Guitars, which is where I met Ryan and Mark, mm-hmm. and and then I started adding vocals to my guitar. And then started songwriting and found a great songwriting group um, on Facebook. but It's mostly Minnesota um, songwriters. And so it just kept going step after step. And then Ryan and Mark and I started talking about an album.
1: That's so awesome. When I hear that, and especially for a woman, that's a really big thing for anyone that is starting brand new all over again. This is a big deal. So as you look forward and look back... When you started this whole idea and decided, I'm going for it, I'm going to do an album, what did your family, friends, and haters, what did they say to you? (laughs) Um, Most people are really supportive.
3: I've had a couple people say, how did this happen for you? And the truth is, you know, for all of us, it happens because you just do it. Um, and, And I got a lot of help, you know, from Ryan and Mark, specifically, and first, and but then other friends, my songwriter friends, um, people that I met through Twin Town, um, my family, my son—you know—is the drummer on my album, and um, and it was fun. Uh, you know, I long before I was working on the album, I would just write a song and say, "Hey, could you could you jam with me on my song?" And um, that was really fun. Partly because he was right there in the living room, um, but you know, there are. I don't think there are many haters. There there's a few people who wonder you know, how it happened, but I think that's always true in life that people wish they were doing it, except I, I truly just kept taking step after step, you know, each yeah. each step led to the next one.
1: Well I tell you this is this album has already um You know, people are talking about it. And the album release show is at Astor Cafe in Minneapolis. If people don't know where it is, it's over by River Place and by the Stone Arch Bridge. Um, This is happening on August 19th. um, And it's going to be a big event even though it's a small space it's very mighty uh, and so I'm excited that you chose that place to go and do this and it's um, I know there's someone named Little Man that is going to um, be the acoustic do a do an acoustic set is this just a yeah. friend of yours or is this someone that actually part of the group
3: he's not part of the group at all um, he normally performs I think with a with his own band um, it's Chris Paricelli or Paricelli, I always go with the Italian. Um, right. and, but he, he performs as Little Man. And so he's going to do the, um, the set in between. We'll, we'll start with my album with, with our full album band, Ryan, Mark, Jack, and me. Uh, then Little Man will perform and then Ryan and Mark will do a, um, a set themselves.
1: Well, one thing I'm really excited for you about is that you have a special guest, and that's Sarah Morris. Is she performing with you as well that night? Yes. She and okay. I uh,
3: wrote one of the songs on the album, and so she's going to, she's not doing a, a set of her own, but she's going to come in and we'll do I Don't Want to Be Here Yesterday um, as a duet. And then the final song of mine is Act As If, um, and that ended on the album with a... 20 track acapella choir. It was actually just Ryan and Mark and me, but we did it that way and we're going to try to recreate it as best we can. And so she'll help us with that too.
1: That's awesome. I absolutely love her voice and I love her writing. So when I saw that she was a part of this, I'm like, that's going to be a blast. Um, I I haven't heard you sing before, and I'm really excited to take a listen. Um, I don't want to be your yesterday. Touch me immediately when I saw all of the, um, the songs and what they're entitled. And, and that really moved me. I don't want to be your yesterday. When you first heard that, uh, as you were working with Morris, what what did you think? Did you say that's got to go on the album? Or did you say, wow, let me think about that.
3: <laughs> we were already heavily involved in the recording. We were, um, I think we'd recorded at least half the songs and we wrote it. Um, it was my first co-write with someone else. And as soon as we when you do a co-write, it's for the songwriter challenge on facebook you You write the song in a week or two. We did it in two days mm-hmm. and and then you record a video of yourselves playing it. and as soon as we had the video, I thought wow this is this would be perfect for the album mm-hmm. So I'm it glad was a, that it was you a really easy call
1: yeah and, and I'm so glad that you were um you you were prepared. you knew exactly how quickly you wanted to get this done. you knew exactly um where it was going to go with the the songs and how to place it. Was it difficult to place the songs because I know with my family and I when we recorded our albums, uh, my brothers really knew they were so clear on where the songs went. I was not clear on my album, so <laughs> I decided well, not to do another one. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, your
3: brothers were very lucky that they knew everything immediately. We I started with a list I think it was fourteen or fifteen songs. We wound up with ten, but of the fourteen or fifteen, I think we used maybe maybe six, seven, eight of those because for instance we we added this song. Um Different Kind of World was one we added. Uh so I think we added three or four. So we just kept playing around. We finally decided, or I mostly decided this, that I wanted to explore a theme of love, um, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. And so that helped me take some other songs off the album, which is great. You know, if you can eliminate something, is you know, it's useful. So um, I've got some songs that could be on another album, but they didn't fit with the love.
1: Sort of theme. Wow, already thinking about this second album. Congratulations to you. This is a big deal for Mary Strand and an honor to meet you. Uh, and I just want to know, are there any tickets still available?
3: Yes, there should be. Um, okay. I haven't checked on that recently, but there should be, yes. But I would, okay. you know, if you get a chance
1: too. then, then talk to my producer and let's see if we can make sure we let people know that next week. Uh, again, this is coming up August 19th and uh, that is on a Saturday, 6 p.m. for the Doors and Dinner at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. is the music. 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Great music. You've got to go hear Mary Strand and the big band. All right, you guys, thank you so much, Mary, for sticking and staying tonight and being a part of tonight's center stage. Really oh, appreciate it. Thank you it.
3: so much. I really appreciate right. it,
1: too. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, coming up will be our our fun, the guy that I love to have on as well in center stage, Rohan Preston, lead theater critic at the Star Tribune. You don't want to miss our conversation. We'll be back. Oh I'm so excited you guys. Um, It is the one that I have been interviewing for a long time but it's more than just interviewing. It's a conversation that he and I have. Every time he joins us I so enjoy it. It is Rohan Preston, lead theater critic over at the Star Tribune and we are so excited that you're back tonight. How are you?
4: I'm well. I have a little bit of a summer cold so you hear something in my voice but I'm excited to be here with you and to talk about theater and music and dance and all the great things and to solve all the problems of the world.
1: There is so much going on, in, in especially in the <laughs> Twin Cities. I mean, there are plays everywhere. There's musicals everywhere. There are concerts everywhere. And you even have shows like the Golden Girls, you know. There's that show that's, that's I think it true. just happened or is about to happen. Yeah, you know, it's like new things are happening. All the comedy pieces that we, we hear about all these uh, comedy comedians that come in town and they are doing great things. I don't know if you went out to Pruners to see those comedians, but wow. Wow, it was really quite remarkable the you know, night I, I went.
4: I think my colleague, my colleague um, went out there. I think um, Neil, Justin may have gone out there. Um, we have so much happening. Um, wonderful, wonderful stuff happening. Shane at the Guthrie Theater, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is the adaptation, stage adaptation of the famous novel, which was also a movie and a TV series, and and um, really, really special show. And then Jesus, uh, I'm sorry. Godspell, Godspell. Um, Godspell at, <laughs> at, at um, Artistry is their, is their comeback show um, because it, it's one of the, they had to delay because of the financial troubles that they had and then they brought it back and it's so much heart and so much joy in that show. It's really, really quite remarkable. And that's two of the things that are lighting up 20 stages at the moment. You know, it's really beautiful. Jagged Little Pill, by the way, is coming and it's based on the Alanis Morissette um, album oh. from 1995 and, and Diablo Cody um, who has some very strong twin cities connection an Academy award winner and uh, Tony award winner did the book for that. And it's coming here um, next uh, Tuesday. Uh, oh my as, goodness. As, as so, so there, there's a, there's a lot. Um, I just, I, um, I'm I'm buzzing a little bit because I'm I'm still very excited about it. And of course, the big thing coming up as well is the French festival is going to start this week. A what? The Minnesota French Festival.
1: Oh yes, the French! Oh my gosh, it happens every year, and you would think Carolyn would be on top of that. There are so <laughs> many pieces that they put together to make this exceptional every year. Have you started looking into which ones you're going to look into this yes, year? Yes,
4: there, there are so many shows, and one one of the things that's interesting to me is that um, Harry Waters Jr., who is the actor who was in uh, Back mm. to the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then became a McAllister professor last week he performed on Broadway in a in a benefit concert for back to the future the stage musical that's coming
1: the stage and musical this, this <laughs> awesome. week
4: this week he's gonna be in the fringe performing in a show. Uh, who is that so again? Harry waters junior that's
1: what I thought you said. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. So
4: it's um it's a lot of you know, it's like I mean to go from one extreme to the other like that is is beautiful, you know. So Yeah, there's
1: I, so. like I said, there's so much going on. I was downtown uh, Minneapolis yesterday, last night, and I could not believe the throngs of people. They were everywhere and there was some place <laughs> for them to go, for every one of them to go. And I sat back and thought Oh my gosh, Minneapolis is still thriving. So many people are afraid to go downtown uh, Minneapolis or, you know, you hear rumors of this and rumors of that. But let me tell you, it was jam-packed last night. And to see all those people out and about, and it was peaceful. There were some police cars there making sure that they're monitoring and looking at what's going on. But (sighs) from what I saw, it was wonderful. So here we are looking at, you know, an old musical like Godspell that really is based on the book of Matthew. And I know that that's coming up for artistry. And then you're looking at Shane at the Guthrie Theater. When I started to read about what this is all about. Um, called Shane. It's all about African Americans, spe- specifically black men who were cowboys, basically, right? Yeah,
4: it's and it's not just African Americans. The they, Shane is an African American um, character. is written by the playwright Karen Zacharias, but also the Starrett family is Latino, is Mexican American in the in this show. That's right. It, mm-hmm. And and the the narrative remains the same. It just adds new dimension to this story of sort of a a man, Shane, who's trying to outrun his past and is called on to be the person he was in the name of justice and fairness for this family, you know? Um, That that, kind of sounds like today, doesn't it? (laughs) It does, it it does. You know, it's like, because he really is like, I just want to be a peaceful person, I don't want to, you know, uh, when the young man or the kid says to him, like, Why, where is your gun? He's like, I don't want to keep it around. Basically, I just put it away until it's absolutely necessary. Uh, this is in the Wild West in Wyoming on the frontier in the uh, 18th and 19th century and 1800s. And so it's a fascinating show, but it's also very contemporary in that sense that we all struggle with like, how do we reckon with our past, and how do we have a sense of fairness and justice in the world, and what do we stand for? What 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 will we stand for? You know.
1: So, have you seen the piece already?
4: Yes, it, it's open at the Guthrie. It's a, Today, beautiful, right? production. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful production. It's a beautiful production. Blake Robes- Robeson is the director. And then you ask yourself, how does a Western function on stage? Because there's no, um, there are no nope. horses, right? Right. <laughs> right. And you can't have a shootout for the whole thing, right? right? But what they do is they establish a kind of visual language and they establish um, all kinds of, use you, you sound cues, you use other things to to put you and transport you to the West, and you are transported, and it's really quite uh, remarkable, quite engaging. It's 90 minutes long. It's a a really thrilling ride, boom, from start to finish, very cleverly written, very deftly staged, and beautifully acted.
1: I remember when we when I first heard about the uh, African-Americans and like you said, uh, you know, those that are from um, Hispanics who who did it as well and others, too, that we may know nothing about. But I do remember, you know, hearing, oh, my gosh, you know, there are black Westerners who are out there, cowboys, you know, and here we are actually putting this piece on the stage. What do you think the audience is going to think about that and how is it received tonight?
4: Well, it's been um, the 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 crowds that I, when I was there, they were really wrapped, instant standing ovation, genuine. Um, and one of the things that was interesting about this history is that uh, the playwright Karen Zacharias um, reminded me in, my, in conversation that the Lone Ranger is based on a black cowboy. Right.
1: Mm, I've heard that before. Yes.
4: You know, so the idea of the Lone Ranger and that there are other. So Karen Zacharias said, you know, at least a quarter of the people um, were black um, in the West and cowboys and what have you. And another quarter were uh, Latino. Um, so so th- th- this is not uh, rewriting history. This is, I guess, writing history. Uh, R.I.D.H.T. In a yeah. in a sense, but also you know it, the way it works on stage. Uh, if you are a fan of the movie um, and and the TV show, it still works because it's still a story about this um, sort of man with a past trying to reckon with that past, also mm-hmm. with a sense of justice. And seeking a family, seeking a place to belong to people to belong to people who he can love and trust and um, and in this case, sacrifice for
1: oh my goodness, you know here 's the thing for me that's been very disturbing. You were talking about um, these cowboys, these westerners, and you know being a people of color. now there is a prison, and it has been doing this uh, rodeo thing for a long time and uh, to see who is going to win. And it's a lot of African-Americans in this prison. And they do this every year. And people come from all over the states. It's a southern state, but I can't remember which one is it is, so I won't mention that. But I will say I was really upset about it when I heard about it, even though I should be standing tall, knowing that mm-hmm. the history of, of who we are— continuously, it's changing and people are starting to learn more. I should be proud of that. But because the Southern state has this big rodeo and, you know, has all these black people on the horses out there doing their thing, for some reason, I just couldn't accept that. Mm, Isn't that mm. remarkable? It's so interesting to me. Well, its I mean, it's, it's really
4: complicated. And I think what you're talking about is the Angola Prison Rodeo in Louisiana. Um, yeah, there you uh, go and and um i looked it up and 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 you know i you know I, I understand your complex emotions around this because um it's not um an easy um history it's a very difficult history and 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 um it 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 opens wounds frankly it op- opens all of that uh, so i understand uh, the level of complexity around that, you know,
1: right? And and complex is what it is. I mean, it is the pl- complexity of it all. Yet, I always say to myself, when are they going to stop? When are they going to stop doing that in in uh, <laughs> you know that great state of Louisiana? When are they going to stop having yeah. the prison do that? Because people come from far and wide to see it. So. There you go. That's my. I'm telling my truth. That's all. I'm just telling my no, truth. No,
4: no. I think I I appreciate it. I mean, because it's, again, it's you know, and and what you're also talking about is the role of entertainment. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like a gladiator sport in a way. Um, and you know, I read, I read one article about um, you know, basically uh, if if they stay on a horse for like six, seven, eight seconds, then they, you know the succeeded right? <laughs> right
0: right
1: right well, so, so well said it,
4: you know but it's it's uh, those are some long seconds and yeah, exactly you, to, you know exactly. you have to do, do it do, do it well so
1: do it well and i know it is so hey we gotta take a break can you stick and stay with me absolutely all right we'll be right back Welcome back, everyone. We're gonna um, just make sure that we have ninety seconds with Rohan because I have one big question for you, sir. Here's the deal: your two daughters are absolutely beautiful. They are grown, grown now, and I'm just curious to know: would you ever want them to step in your foot steps um, and and be a big part of theater?
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, part of I was just talking to my daughter Dira, and she lives in Atlanta with with her husband and a beautiful son, my grandson. And yeah. um, I, I was, you know, thinking about that, you know, it's like what we do in theater, what I do is really just stay curious and I'm always focused on learning new things. Um, and that is sort of everything. The theater, the theater artists I know are brilliant Right. And and some of them are, you know, just passionate. They're inventive, creative. All of the talents that they have are talents that are applicable and and strong in other areas. Um, And so absolutely. And and I would encourage them to do that and encourage them to do other things as well. You know.
1: okay so five seconds. Will you ever get on stage and do a play, be in a play, actually be in it?
4: If, if, if the, Hurry if up! The benefit, <laughs> if, yes, yes. If the benefit is if, it, if it's for benefit for a great cause,
1: <laughs> Oh, bravo! Thank you, Rohan. I always love having you on, man. Take care Thank of yourself. You. Thank you. All right. Good your night.
4: Well. all right.
1: Good night. All right. Good night, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for supporting us. I love
0: you all.